Welcome to another episode of Doubtfully Daily Matigo, a short podcast never longer than it needs to be where I get to discuss whatever happens to be on my mind. And today it is friction with podcasting. So the last couple of weeks I've been working on an application that will um, operate on Android as well as iOS. And the idea is not particularly new. I've discussed this in the past in previous Doubtfully Daily Matigos um, from many years ago, where basically people would be able to use this application um, either to create new podcasts or to reply to existing podcasts that are on the 10C network. Once recorded, um, they would, of course, upload it to their space on 10C and they'd be able to share it anywhere, whether that would be through uh, one of the social channels on 10C or sending it to Facebook, sending it to Twitter, sending it wherever the heck they wanted to go. Um, the tools would be built in so that they could do that relatively easily. But this model's been done before, and even though I'm making the application primarily as a, hey, can I do this kind of thing, I wonder what would make this better? Like, Why would people want to use this, this particular application, aside from the fact that you know, I'm building this primarily for me um, in the hopes that it also benefits other people and possibly brings in more people to use 10C, uh, which hopefully will translate into more revenue for the network so that it can pay for itself because it's getting close to me paying for it once again, which is fine. I don't plan on shutting it down or anything of that sort. It's just unfortunate that I've not been able to build the network out in such a way um, that people want to use it. And that's completely on me. So I need to do better with that. With this kind of application, is it something that people would actually want to do? Is it something that people would want to use? Because podcasting, maybe it's just um, my perception for the podcast that I listen to, but podcasting does not seem to be catching on with the average person. Um, I don't know if this is due to the friction. I don't know if this is because people don't really want to use audio only. They'd much rather also include video, uh, put things on YouTube and try and turn that into a moneymaker. Not exactly sure. Regardless, uh, if people were to use this, would I be able to build a better tool so that people would actually want to use it? Um, as for how the system would pay for itself, when people sign up to 10C, everybody gets a little bit of storage for free. But what I would attempt to do is, using the application, people would get a certain number of um, uploads for free with the audio uploads, uh, possibly downloads, that would make more sense haven't completely worked it all out yet. And then anything beyond that would then be an in-app purchase, which unfortunately will benefit both Google and Apple. And I hope it would also benefit me since I'd have to pay $125 to these two services uh, before I could even consider making money. So that might work, but people don't like paying money for things. So while it would keep out the riffraff who just come in, use things, and walk away without any consideration for the amount of effort and money that it costs to do this kind of a service, um, I don't know if it would make sense for the people who would actually want to do podcasts, um, unless they're doing these kinds of uh, personal journals, like audio journals, that don't need specific editing, specific quality, specific this, that, and other thing. So, yeah, will people use it? I, I have no idea. There have been other podcasting uh, systems in the past where people would record in the app, upload it to these other servers where things would be locked away behind a silo, so to speak, 
and those systems shut down. Um, I believe Phoneboy had one for a little while. Um, Opinion, I think it was called. One of the things I really want to do is simplify my process because whenever I make one of these shows, this is how I do it. So right now I'm recording this into my phone and I'm using the Hindenburg application, which is not free. I think it was uh, $30 when I bought it. Um, the Hindenburg application is not particularly amazing, um, but it does work with the Hindenburg application for um, OS X or Mac OS now, which I also use. And that's certainly not free. That was uh, 400 euros. Um, but this is what I use in order to make and produce and edit my podcasts. And when other people ask me to uh, manage their podcasts, this is the tool I use in order to get things done. It allows me to uh, easily edit. It allows me to easily have uh, multiple tracks so that I can have music interleaving in and out. I can have all kinds of uh, decent um, tools go into every show that's produced. And this allows for a much better quality show to be produced. Um, this one does not get as much love as the others, primarily because I don't want to invest a ridiculous amount of time for these particular shows. It's meant to be fire and forget. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, but that's what it's supposed to be. So once I record it on iOS, then I have to send it over to macOS. And luckily I can do that relatively easily. Um, the Hindenburg iOS app will send it via Wi-Fi to the Hindenburg desktop app. Once that's done, then I throw in the noise filtering, compression if I need to use that, the audio profiling, things of that sort, so that it's got my specific voice profile. It understands how I'm supposed to sound and it applies itself accordingly, which is really nice. It's a nice feature. I've been using it for years and years. From there, I then add the metadata that goes into everything. I strip away the um, geolocation information in the metadata that's stripped out, but I do add the image that goes with every podcast. I add comments and this and other thing. So all of that goes in. Then I export it as an MP3. And then from there, I go to the 10C website, or the admin panels, which are woefully overdue for updates, create a new podcast or new blog post, upload the podcast, changes everything over to the podcast view. And then I re-enter a lot of that metadata, the big area, I enter in a longer summary of what's going on in the podcast and then set the date and time press publish that's a lot of friction that's way too much friction for something that should be fire and forget so what this means is i need to create something that is easy to use that people would want to use that people would not mind spending a couple of dollars for um, in order to help me pay for the bandwidth that would go into transmitting all of this data storage is cheap I have no problem dealing with storage. It's really the bandwidth that costs money. And then hopefully turning a little bit of a profit so that that money can then go into expanding the network, hopefully getting better servers, faster resources, edge locations for the audio files for the more popular shows, things of that sort. Things that the average person doesn't need to think about and probably shouldn't think about. That's my job as the distribution provider. So that's what I want to do. But Will people use it? I have no idea. Um, and I don't even know if this is a good use of my time considering all of the other things that I'm trying to do. But that being said, I really, really want to reduce the friction that I have when I'm making these fire and forget podcasts. 
So if I can make the show and I can make it work on both Android and iOS, then I should be able to reach just a small group of people. I don't need a lot of people to use this in order for it to be worthwhile. Really just a hundred people would make it worthwhile. So can I find the hundred people? How would I market this? How would I advertise it? Because like I said, podcasting does not seem very interesting for a lot of people. Perhaps it's because I'm going after something that's considered old, or perhaps it's just there's always been too much friction, and so people have never wanted to do it. I don't really know. Let's see what the future has. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping that I can have a beta out. Um, it's probably going to be Android first because it's cheaper. Google only wants $25 to become an, a proper application developer, so I can test it out on there using this uh, Lenovo tab that I have, which is running Android 6. Um, the lowest version that I'm going to support, and we'll see what happens. So long as it appears to be worthwhile, then I can drop the $100 for the um, Apple App Store thing, which I lapsed two, three years ago. I haven't really dealt with it because I haven't been making Apple apps lately, and then send things over that way. And then we can see whether there is actually a market for this kind of thing. Hopefully there is, because like I said, just a hundred people using this would make it worthwhile. That's not a lot of people considering how many have a smartphone and, or a tablet at all times. <laughs>